0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So come check out my work, if you please, on Sporting News. We are full NFL Combine, post-NFL Combine. I've been doing free agency previews here because we know the draft and the free agent selections here are going to be the makeup of a lot of these teams in terms of what we expect in fantasy football. There were some major changes last year in the offseason. So before you know where we're going with this value, you got to see where we're at. And that's what I've been doing on SportingNews.com. You can also follow my work there on Twitter. It gets uh, sent out on my feed and on Facebook as well. The latest team I wrote about on Sporting News in terms of uh, free agency and the outlook for the off season, is the New York Giants. They're very intriguing because I think this is a team that uh, didn't give much fancy football production last year, but really could up everything this year across the board, all their weaknesses. And looking at uh, what I wrote will tie into something I didn't write about, which... We know that Eli Manning is going to return as the starting quarterback. We thought there could be a breakup there. It was pretty bad there at the end of the Ben McAdoo era where Eli was benched. They gave Geno Smith a start, not even Davis Webb. But now this new coaching staff kind of likes Davis Webb as a developmental project. They kind of still like Eli as being effective and uh, having a chance to be complimentary and win another championship here. So you're going to see a lot more of Eli and Eli couple years ago was better than you think in fantasy he was better than you think at times last year as well what really hurt Eli's value obviously was having all his wide receivers go down with ankle injuries Odo Beckham Jr. Sterling Shepard and Brandon Marshall wasn't doing much of anything before then and they really didn't have a running game still or an offensive line so it was very hard for Eli to produce in that type of offense that's the goal here is trying to Be more balanced, be more complimentary where they can score and move the ball in a variety of different ways. They were kind of limited, predictable for the most part. They had flashes in the passing game, mainly when Beckham was healthy. Then some guys stepped up and did some things like Roger Lewis Jr. and such. While he was gone, Evan Ingram also kind of did some more here. So when you look at uh, Ingram, Shepard, and Beckham. That's not a bad place for Eli to start for a rebound season here. Unusual season where he was benched for the first time and not all his fault. We know that uh, when things are around him are right, then we know that he can be very effective. So when you look at the Giants, before they do anything else they got to look at this offensive line. Eric Flowers not looking right as that pick in the first round for left tackle. They've been Looking and hoping that he can get better, but that's been a struggle. But on top of that, you have Justin Pugh, Weston Richburg, and DJ Fluker. They're all free agents here for the Giants. So this is a big overhaul coming for the Giants offensive line. We saw the effects of that in different places last year, namely the Rams when they brought in Andrew Whitworth and uh, John Sullivan there. You also had the uh, Browns do a little bit better with their running game with uh, J.C. Treader and Kevin Zeitler. And then we also know the Vikings went out and got Riley Reef and Mike Remmers, and we saw the impact there of all these teams being a lot more productive overall in fantasy because of those moves, and uh, that definitely is in play here for the Giants. And Andrew Norwell, we look at the Panthers and what they were able to do in the running game. We know... Christian McCaffrey was a PPR beast, but Cam Newton did also some good running. Jonathan Stewart was effective at times in fantasy and still a very good running team. So Norwell can be the anchor of that for the Giants. He can change the fortunes, put him at left guard. I think they also look for a center. Maybe the best one out there is uh, Ryan Jensen of the Ravens. You also have Zach Fulton of the Chiefs. I'd expect they're going to get Norwell and another offensive lineman with the potential to start in free agency. We know about Dave Gettleman, his history for the Panthers. He's the hog molly guy. He wants the offensive line. He believes in having a strong interior, and that was the key there for the Panthers. When you look at both sides of the ball, you had K.K. Short and Star Lutile on one side, and then the offensive line, they did some great things there mainly with uh, bringing in Norwell and uh, have him uh, develop into a starter out of an undrafted free agent situation. So he's going to get his big payday, and that's why I think he's going to leave Carolina. He wants the big payday. He didn't get it because he wasn't drafted. So here comes Gettleman and his offensive coordinator in Carolina, Mike Shula, who's joined the staff with Pat Shermer there. So you look at this. This offensive line should be much better for the Giants. I think you can also see them drafting a potential starter maybe in the second round there to uh support what they're doing here but the key is going to be getting a guy that can be a massive run blocker that's where they've really struggled and that's where the giants have lost their way they used to have that power running game but that has completely disappeared and speaking of running game now we'll look at their backfield that's going to need a tune-up as well orlean starqua They did like him, the old coaching staff. He did what he could. He ran hard. He produced when he could. He had a big game there in the Week 17 game against the Redskins, some other games where he found the end zone and was fantasy viable. But we know Dark was just a guy. There's nothing too special about him. He just did all the little things right to get on the field. And in relation to the terrible play of the other Giants back, mainly Paul Perkins and then a little bit of Wayne Gallman struggling as a rookie, it was easy there for Darkwood to stand out. And Darkwood's just a guy, but he, I think he can be useful on another team. They're not looking for that type of a swing man here. Shane Vereen, highly disappointing, brought in as a free agent a couple of years ago to be that passing game back and just didn't pan out from the Patriots coming over. So they need some changes there. So I think Jerick McKinnon is a guy that has been mentioned because of the Shermer connection. Obviously played for the Vikings last year, had a Solid final game there against the Eagles in the playoffs. But I think he's going to be a little bit too rich here because McKinnon earned some money there. Good filling down the stretch with uh, Dalvin Cook out with uh, Latavius Murray. He's looking for some more starters, opportunities, and uh, the Giants are not going to give him that. I think it's going to be a little too expensive for them. They're not too nuts with salary cap room there in the 23 $25, 27000000 range, so I think they might look for a complimentary guy, maybe a seasoned guy is going to do all the little things right in the Darqua mold, they might bring back Darkwa, but you look at Rex Burkhead, he can do the same things, Damien Williams as well pass protector, good backup and this all will kind of give me an indication of how far they're going to go for the talent that is Saquon Barkley of Penn State, he had a great combine there just brought it all around Everything you can ask for, power runner, explosive runner, he is the complete package. And I think this is what it's setting up. So if you the Giants, if you see the Giants spend more money on the offensive line and spend heavily on that, don't spend much at all at running back and really into the other offensive position. You know that's where they're going because they are tired of having a bad running game in New York. It's kind of the identity they've had in the past. They're up front. They want to be physical and run the ball. And so it'll give you a good indication, again, what they do. If they are more about the running back here and uh, don't do as much in the offensive line, it would be surprising. But I think everything is lining up for them to get Barkley, and that's an exciting proposition for fantasy football in 2018, especially with those line upgrades to be here for the Giants and some familiarity and threats in the passing game to keep it balanced and explosive. Now, Barkley, what a show you put on at the NFL Combine. If you want to know more about the risers and fallers, then you got to listen to Locked On NFL Draft here on the Locked On NFL Network. John Ledyard and Trevor Sycamore do a great job of breaking down the prospects and all the, that you need to know the stocks with pro days coming up, mock drafts, all that good stuff. And, uh, you can also listen to uh, Locked On Giants on the network to find out more about their offseason, the rumors, the latest in free agency that's coming up. And next week we'll have the free agency madness, uh, silliness, uh, extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. It's going to start next week, and the Giants figure to be players. And you can keep track of that as well by listening to that show and uh, seeing what they're going to do here with the combination of Pat Shermer and Dave Gedlin. So, Be sure to check all those shows out and make sure you uh, download those from iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, as well as Locked on Fantasy Football. Now, when we look at the Giants and their wide receiver situation, we mentioned before that uh, Beckham and Shepard are pretty set here. We know that for a long time, but Beckham's going to have to be paid. So they have to kind of explore... A little bit an alternative, just in case they can't get the deal done with Beckham or don't want to get the deal done. We know with Josh Norman, there's a history there with the Dave Gettleman not overpaying for a guy that he doesn't think is worth it. It's a little bit different because Norman was getting his kind of his second contract late in his career, right before he's become 30. Beckham is still very much in his prime, but still they're going to need some help. I know you could see less three wide receiver sets away from Ben McAdoo. That was pretty much the bent base offense, but we know Shermer can do that too. There's a lot of situations where Adam Thielen worked the slot. You had uh, Stefan Diggs and Jarius Wright out there as well. So a lot of three receiver sets from the Vikings. So they're not going to totally take that away. We know they can incorporate both of three receivers, but you know, in the Vikings offense, we knew that Kyle Rudolph was pretty much a third option. Still, you'd like a third option for the Giants, just so that they can get Sterling Shepard in the position of Thielen and being in the slot consistently and open things up and uh, create some space there for Beckham. We know he's still going to get the double teams, but you want a more legitimate body. Brandon Marshall was not that. I think he was just too overwhelmed. He was just too old, frankly, and didn't work out in this Giants offense. But when you look at uh, what they can get here, at wide receiver. I think you look at a Dante Moncrief type. I don't think they're going to go nuts here at wide receiver. It's a position of need, but not desperate need. I think they just need a guy on the outside that can put where, spread the field a little bit, use uh, Shepherd there in the middle where he does his best work. He had a good ending of the season being forced to when he was back into action as the default number one, but he was a little bit overwhelmed in that position. Beckham is more of the profile number one. So they kind of needed number two slash number three possession type, but some upside in the downfield passing game. Dante Moncrief is a guy that I've circled out. I'd like to see with the Giants. I think he'd fit this offense really well. Not a bad flyer at all, knowing that you still have Shepard and Beckham and Ingram, where this guy is not going to necessarily be the be-all, end-all of your wide receiver core. He's just going to help some other guys get open There. That's definitely what a guy like Moncrief can do. So you can look at a guy maybe like Marquise Lee who can line up everywhere as well. I don't know if he's going to be a bell from the Jaguars, but I don't expect him to go after a big prize like Allen Robinson or Jarvis Landry. They just don't need it. They just can't afford it at this point beyond uh, Beckham for next year's big contract to be. So when you look overall, It's not a glaring need, but I think it'll be more to affect the value of the other two guys. And of course, Manning as well, if he gets another target, it's going to help. Tavares King wasn't too bad, but he is a free agent. Roger Lewis Jr. is probably just a guy that was elevated more by role than by explosiveness last year. So again, I don't expect too much money here, but we've seen in the past with Gettleman, he's good at getting these uh, reclamation guys that uh, can produce and help the quarterback. So that's what we would expect There. Now, another way that the Giants could go with their offense at running back is instead of looking at the receiving back, they could look more to a Jeremy Hill type. And if it's Jeremy Hill or a limited running power back like that for early downs, Chris Ivory's already been taken. He just got signed by the Bills. So if it's a type like that, and you know they're really into Barkley more so. But he's going to be a big weapon for this offense as a... uh, receiver and runner if they draft him. And it looks like all signs are pointing to that at this point unless they trade that pick, which is a possibility. But for now, that's where you have to think the Giants are headed. And I think that's the whole thing that can uh, shape their offseason, how much they invest in run blocking on their offensive line and how much everything sets up for spending on Saquon Barkley. Defensively, they'll look for some help in linebacker safety. Remember a couple of years ago, this was a very good defensive unit that could uh, make a ton of plays with, uh, again, Damon Harrison and Olivia Vernon and Janoris Jenkins. They don't really have too much to spend here, so I don't expect a lot of big impact signings for the Giants there. I don't think they'll be on the fantasy football radar defensively, but when you look at them overall, expect this team to have more of that mentality for fantasy football purposes with the uh, – Power running game, the physical style, that's going to come back for the Giants with Gettleman and this offense with Pat Shermer. So there you have it. There's a look at the Giants' offseason to come here and a breakdown of how they can improve their production, uh, namely for us in fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows, again, on the Locked On Network. And uh, we'll see you next time to break things down. We'll have our first mock draft to talk about from a fantasy football perspective.